Friday night is football night. Big hits. Great plays. School spirit. All of that is on display and more all around Northern California. It's It's time time for the the Friday Friday Night Football Football Show. Show. Presented by Wingstop. Here are your hosts, Matt George and Charles D. Hamilton. Friday, October 12th. 10.24 p.m. The Kings are over and done with, which means it's time for Friday Night Football here on Sports 1140 KHDK, your show that covers everything local high school football in the greater Sacramento area. This is your hub for high school football talk, coverage, scores, updates. We have it all right here for you. My name is Matt George. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, former high school football legendary lineman Charles T. Hamilton. What up, Chuck? What's up, man? I'm embracing it tonight. Yeah, football legend, man. Why not? Let's go. And then in the other room, Christian Brothers' own Chris Watkins on the board. Chrissy, how you doing? Fantastic, man. How are you guys doing? You're having a good night, Chris. Christian Brothers won. You're just playing it down a little bit. He's all smiles in there. We got plenty uh, to get to. We have lots of guests joining us as Del Oro head coach Jeff Walters is going to be joining us. Oak Ridge head coach uh, Eric Cavalier is going to be joining us. Also, of course, Sack B's Joe Davidson. So much that we got to get to a scoreboard quickly, take a break quickly, so we have time for all this nonsense. Welcome in to the uh, Friday Night Football Show brought to you by Wingstop. Hit that button in there, Chris. Let's go to a scoreboard. Starting off with a battle between Amador and Sonora. Sonora at home defeats Amador in a bit of an upset. 38-7. Sonora's now 4-4. Four and four. Undefeated Del Oro goes into Grant, who was 4-3 on the night. Del Oro gets the win, 22-21. I cannot wait to talk to Joe and Coach Jeff Walters about this game because it was absolutely nuts. That's all I'll tell you right now. Close game. Del Oro gets the win, 22-21. Remains undefeated. Speaking of undefeated, Pittman is undefeated as well. 8-0 on the season as they hand Modesto the loss, 21-10. The final Modesto is now 4-4. Woodland Christian welcomes in Forest Hill. Woodland Christian gets the solid win, 45-8. Woodland Christian 4-4. Forest Hill 3-5. Stag marches their way to Bear Creek, getting the win. They're now 5-3 on the season after defeating Bear Creek 27-19. Bear Creek is 4-4. Franklin at home taking on Chavez. Chavez comes in, puts up 66 on Franklin. Franklin puts up 18. Chavez is 6-2. Franklin 1-7. We ought to have an undefeated siren or an undefeated alert. Placer undefeated still after they defeat Oakmont 45-28-0. Now Oakmont's 4-4. That was an impressive game. We're going to talk more about that a little later, too. Vacaville Christian at home taking on Golden Sierra. Vacaville Christian, 77 points. Yeah. Golden Sierra, 19. Vacaville Christian, 4-4. Golden Sierra, 5-3. Mesa Verde shuts out Mira Loma 2 Teams that were looking for a win. Mesa Verde finally gets their first one. 34-0 the final. Miraloma, unfortunately, 0-8. Lincoln taking on Rio Linda, our game of the week this week. Rio Linda gets the W, 52-35. This thing was close at halftime. Rio Linda was able to run away in the second half. Rio Linda, 6-2. Lincoln, 4-4. Four four. 48 points for Vintage, enough to get it done against Justin Siena. 48-6, the final. Vintage is 6-2. That hurts. I used to play Justin Siena back in the day. That's oh. that's a tough loss for them. Merced going into Patterson. Merced, 8-0. Wee-oo. They remain undefeated as they put up 37. 
Patterson put up six. Merced eight, no. Patterson five and four. This one's going to hurt the wife's heart a little bit. She is an East Union grad, and East Union gets their sixth loss of the season. A close game between them and Sierra at Sierra, and they edge out the 16-13 victory. Turlock at home taking on Enoch. Turlock gets the W 40 to 13. Turlock is five and three. Enoch two and six. 69 points for Rio Vista. Nice. They win their seventh of the season, 69 to 27. Seven and one on the year now. Linden is three and five. Gregory at home taking on Downey. Downey comes in and gets the close win, 20 to 14. Downey moves to five and three. Gregory four and four. I don't want to shock anybody, but Folsom won again. They beat Granite Bay. They're seven and one on the year now, 63 to seven. Last one here, Bret Hart, the excellence of execution going into Somerville. They lose 34-0. Somerville 3-5, and five. Bret Hart, the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be, 2-6. and six. We had to cut the music for Bret Hart. Yeah, that one hurt. In sadness that one for hurt. Uh, the excellence of execution there. We will take the break and come back. More scores on Friday Night Football, plus plenty of guests for you. We have our Stockton Honda Game of the Week to talk about. The vote is up for next week already on KHDK.com and vote. our California Family Fitness Player of the Month Award. So much to do, so little time. Let's pay the bills. Welcome to... Y'all played a great football game tonight. A real good football game. Now, back to more of the Friday Night Football Show. Presented by Wingstop. Here's Matt George and Charles T. Hamilton. I'm Matt George. That's Charles T. Hamilton. They don't even say Chris Watkins' name. Which is stupid because Chris Watkins is always with us. But this is Friday Night Football, your hub for Sacramento and uh, beyond. High school football coverage. Uh, We are having fun already. Like I said before we went to break last segment, there's just so much for us to get to here uh, as we're going to have Delaro head coach Jeff Walters on later on in the show. Also joining us later on, Oak Ridge head coach Eric Cavalier. Uh, and then Joe Davidson from the Sacramento Bee, the high school sports guru. He's going to be joining us here next segment, so be sure. A lot of sure. great games tonight, too. That's the other thing. We've had a lot of blowouts before, and there were plenty of blowouts tonight as well. A lot of close games, man. I, this was a good week for sure. Also, we have to talk about the Stockton Honda game of the week, Always. which was Rio Linda at Lincoln. We'll tell you about the vote that's up right now for next week's Stockton Honda game of the week. And in just a second, we're going to be giving away our California Family Fitness Player of the Week award, the most prestigious award in all of high school sports, to Got us at right. least, whatever. Got that right. But first, let's do some more of this scoreboard here on this beautiful Friday night. Starting out with... Calaveras getting a win over Argonaut at Argonaut. This was an upset victory. Not only did Calaveras get the win, they held Argonaut, normally a great offensive team, to only six points, Chuck. 26-6, to six, the final. Calaveras is 4-3. and three. Whitney taking on Oak Ridge at home. Oak Ridge comes in, puts up 49 on Whitney. That'll, that'll help uh, feel a little better. Help cause, uh, you know, help you forget last week's game. We got a Coach Cavalier coming on a little later as well. Oak Ridge goes to 6-2. and two. Whitney remains defeated at 0-8. Intercombe. Wee-woo-wee-woo. Undefeated alert. They are 8-0 now after handing Antelope their fourth loss. 37-28, the final score. A good game between both those teams in that one. A uh, positive lead matchup there, but Intercombe remains at the top of the tower. That's one of the good ones I was talking about. That's another one we'll get into a little, little further later on tonight. River Valley at home, taking on Bella Vista. River Valley puts up 65. Bella Vista puts up 12. River Valley 5-3. Bella Vista 0-8. 
St. Mary's is now 4-4 four and four on the year. They've been on a roll as of late, got off to a rough start, but now uh, are putting some wins together. 42-20 to 20, the final score as they hand Tracy, loss number three. West at home taking on Lodi. Lodi comes in and puts up 30 to get their second win of the season. Lodi 30, West 6. Lodi 2-6. and six. West three and five. Valley on the road gets the job done. They're four and five. They defeat Johnson twenty to six. Vista del Lago at home taking on Christian Brothers. Vista del Lago gets the W thirty three to twenty eight. Another great That's game. That's not right. Vista That's del Lago right. four and four. Christian Brothers five and three. Elk Grove defeating Franklin a shutout twenty eight to nothing. Elk Grove at home gets the job done. They're four and four. Del Campo at home taking on El Camino. Del Campo gets the win thirteen. To Zilch. Del Campo is two and six. El Camino one and eight. Edison now six and two on the year as they travel to McNair and get the job done. 48 to 28, the final on that one. Legrand at home taking on Gustin. And I'll call this a defensive battle. I didn't see it. I hope it was a defensive battle because Legrand gets the win seven to six. Legrand three and five. That, Gustin four and four. Yeah, that's a football score. Seven to yeah, six really. right there. How about Denaire? Like a baseball score. Seven and one on the year as they hand Delhi their eighth loss of the season. Unfortunately, Delhi is now 0-8, 36-6 the final there. Waterford at home taking on Oristimba. Oristimba comes in and gets the W. They double up Waterford 20, excuse me, 42 to 21. Waterford 6 and 2, Oristimba 5 and 3. How's this for an upset? Rippon was 7 and 0 heading into this game at Escalon. Escalon getting the job done. They're now 6 and 2. They defeat Rippon 38 to 7. Not only not just an upset, not just a win. That was a little beatdown they put on them. That's a good win for them. Pretty impressive. Vacaville at home taking on Armio. Vacaville gets the win 45 to 6. Vacaville is 4 and 4. Armio 3 and 5. Last one for you. Union Mine defeating Bradshaw Christian 22 to 20. A very close battle between those two teams. Union Mine is now 3 and 4. We still got more scores uh, to go through and you can check out the full scoreboard right now on khdk.com and while you are over there, you might want to check out the Stockton Honda Game of the Week vote. And you might want to really check out the California Family Fitness Player of the Week page that we have because every single week we hand out this award. You can go through and see all the award winners from week one all the way to now we're in week nine. Can you believe it already, Chuck? We've given out so many of these suckers, uh, and we are ready to uh, give out another one. Charles, do the honors. Who wins the Cal Fit Player of the Week? Well, it's my honor to do this. California Family Fit Player of the Week, ladies and gentlemen, goes to Jake Green of Colfax. And he had a 92-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. That's it? That's all. Uh. No, he also had a 52-yard interception return for a touchdown. That's it? Yeah, that'll do it. No, actually, he also had a 79-yard touchdown catch and a 42-0 win over Marysville. I, you know, the cynic in me says it's not quite the football cycle because he didn't run one in for a touchdown. But I think when you do it on offense, defense, and special, and special teams, I'll give you the cycle. So did he throw the ball to himself, too? No, I mean, that's the thing. Did he also kick the no, ball? No, he didn't kick any field goals or anything. He didn't throw any touchdown passes. Underachiever. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen better games. <laughs> but, no, incredible game. The football cycle pretty much scoring in all three phases. 42-point win for his team. Jake Green of Colfax is your California Family Fit Player of the Week. Congratulations to Mr. Green. Appropriate name, seeing as how the team that he's playing for, that Colfax Eagle Green up there, they do such a phenomenal job seemingly every single year. They continue to roll. They are undefeated as well as they got the victory again tonight. Surprise, surprise. Another shutout for Colfax's defense. 
They're 8-0 on the season, 49 to nothing the final against Lindhurst. So they just keep on rolling there. But congratulations to Mr. Green. He is our Week 9 California Family Fitness Player of the Week. We have to take a break again really quickly. When we come back, Sacramento Bees' Joe Davidson joining yes. us for a couple of minutes right here on Friday Night Football. Welcome to Y'all play a great football game tonight. A real good football game. Now, back to more of the Friday Night Football Show, presented by Wingstop. Ready? Ready? Here's Matt George and Charles T. Hamilton. Yes, indeed. Matt George, CTH, in the building once again. You can hear the bark from the former lineman himself over there. And we had a lot of fun. Hi. We had a lot of fun just going through and watching some of these games and tracking some of these games. You talked about it last segment, Chuck. Uh... A lot of times, and what we've been getting a lot this year, is we'll get some a, a couple of close games here or there, and then sprinkled amongst a, a fair amount of blowouts. Yeah. This week was a lot of really physical, close, good, gritty battles, one of which happened between Del Loro uh, and Grant, an extremely physical and fun game, a game that actually had a fight and altercation in, and mm-hmm. head coach of Del Loro, uh, Jeff Walters, is going to be joining us in the 11 o'clock hour, around 11.35, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Uh, also, Oak Ridge head coach Eric Cavalier is going to be joining us in not too long at the start of the 11 o'clock hour, uh, because he and those uh, Trojans got a much-needed bounce-back win after a tough loss at the hands of Del Loro last week they go to Whitney uh, and get themselves back on track so good stuff uh, for them in that one look forward to both of those also we still have to share with you the final score and and all the details from our Stockton Honda game of the week which is Rio Linda at Lincoln and we'll share with you our vote uh, for the Stockton Honda game of the week next week because we got five really good games for you to go and vote on right now but speaking of right now you're not going to want to go to the computer just yet because you're going to want to sit down and listen to every word that this guy has to say the Sacramento High School football guru himself from the Sacramento Bee. It is one Joe Davidson. Joe, uh, welcome in, my friend. How you doing this evening? I'm good, guys. How are you? We had a, a great night of football, some uh, some good storylines for sure. That's what we were saying. We were looking through the scoreboard, and we were following a lot of these uh, while we were waiting to come on while the Kings game was going on, and just back-and-forth affairs, a lot of really gritty battles defensively. Uh, you also saw a couple shootouts across the scoreboard. Uh, so this was just one of those really good nights uh, for high school football. But that doesn't surprise you at all with this region, right, Joe? Because there's so many good teams out there, so many things to uh, to follow, so many talented programs uh, that we're bound to have nights like these very often. Yeah, a very true um, example. Up in Lake of the Pines with Bear River, now 8-0 after scoring like 42 consecutive points to, to win a shootout against center. I don't have the final score, but, uh, you know, so there was a big rally there. That's small school level. And so now you're going to have um, – it'll be 9-0 Bear River at 9-0 Colfax next week, which is a great small school battle. Uh, my, my my best friend, Mark Billingsley of the Sacramento Bee, just covered the game of the year. Hope you guys get him on or something because he uh, – Del Oro had to have a, a stroke of good fortune to hold off Grant, uh, which had a dose of misfortune um, down to the wire, 22-21, uh, extra point missed, but uh, there's – a couple factors that make it intriguing. So uh, Mark Billingsley and Sacri.com will have that story posted real soon. That's, that's a game I thought would be really good. I thought my game would be much better. Um, Monterey trailed our third ranked team looking to go 10 and 0 first time in school history with a couple more wins, 41, six win over Burbank, which is a good team, but this is an excellent Monterey trail team. Uh, one of the very best in school history. School's only been around since 2004, but that could be a team that could be 12 and 0 heading into the section division one finals. Uh, 
uh, may have to get through Oak Ridge to do something like that in the Division One playoffs, and Oak Ridge is, is, is terrific. So we're going to have some good playoff games uh, just, just around the corner. In three weeks, we'll have a playoff game. Yes, sir. Joe, I got to ask because the, the whole Folsom SFL story last week was pretty crazy. And Oak, uh, I'm sorry, not Oak Ridge. Who, who'd they play tonight? I, I'm a little lost. Granite right now. Bay. Granite Bay. Granite Bay's coach came out and was pretty adamant about wanting them to to go independent, and they played them this week. Is that, I mean, it seems like you wouldn't want to poke the bear, so to speak. I know Folsom got the win 63-7, to probably would have gotten it no matter what. Hmm. But was the uh, the timing of it a little uh, misplaced, I guess well, you could say? It, uh, not poke a bear, but poke a a bulldog. Yeah, that, really uh, tase it. The concern is yeah, exactly the concern of the Sierra Foothill League coaches is, is that Folsom is too big and too fast and too physical and too too good. So there's been suggestions of moving Folsom out. That can't be a, a league rule without everybody on board and Folsom's not on board. But um, hey, you know what? Kudos to those coaches: Eric Cavalier of Oak Ridge, mm-hmm. Greg Benzel of Rockland. And Jeff Evans of Granite Bay, kudos to those guys to, to speaking on the record yeah, on why yeah. they think Folsom should be moved. A lot of times coaches don't go on the record. Um, you know, the biggest surprise to me in all of, out of all of that is that Chris Richardson, the Folsom coach, said, hey, none of these coaches ever said a word boo about any of this to me. Um, so that'll be interesting. Chris Richardson is a classic guy. They're not going to try to run up the score on Granite Bay, though people from Granite Bay have wondered, does Folsom run up the score? Does not run up the score. Pull the starters a ton at halftime or early early in the third quarter. Uh, been doing that for a lot of years, Folsom has. Um, and, you know, it really helps Folsom long-term because the reserves play a ton, and then a lot of those guys come back next year as quasi-starters, and then Folsom's always so fresh in the playoffs because their their guys don't play. Um, so may not have a Folsom may not have a close game the rest of the year. Could You know, right, right on down to the state finals in Southern California. Good news, uh, Joe, as you were giving us that answer there, uh, we got confirmation from the Sacramento Bees, Mark Billingsley. He will be joining us at the end of the 11 o'clock hour. So like you suggested, he will be uh, joining us to share more details about this Del Oro game. We're also looking forward hey, to Matt, Matt, yeah. I'd love to do your job for you, man. Let me produce. I'll produce on the side. Just kind of, you know, give me a stipend and, and I'll, I'll, I'll line up coaches. <laughs> Look at administrators. You want a superintendent? I could get a superintendent. That's, that's Chris like Watkins' job. That's yeah, so, Chris Watkins' job. So Chris we'll Watkins' job, guys. Hey, we can get some law enforcement on. Yeah, what does he need? <laughs> I, I mean, Camp, campus security. You yeah, know, I, uh, I think we will need Del Oro campus security tonight. Uh, after what what apparently happened there, so, apparently a fight in the game, yeah. and, and 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 Mark will clue you in. But you get thrown out of a high school game in any sport in California, and there's a mandatory next game sit out. And that could be a double whammy, and it's a great rule because people have really cleaned up their act over the years. It, it really started from basketball. There used to be a lot of, you know, at least in this section or all of California, with you know some some pretty aggressive, nasty, taunting stuff in basketball. Then they started cleaning up, so it really hurts in football too because you know basketball. There's a number of games in football. It's it's one game a week. So, Joe, let me ask, building off of that kind of nastiness, we're seeing a lot of adaptations, not just at the high school football level, but at the college level and the pro level of appropriate ways to tackle, uh, appropriate ways to to handle uh, playing at full speed to make sure uh, that injuries are limited as much as possible. Of course, it's football. It's a contact sport, a physical game, so stuff is going to happen that you just can't control. Uh, but when you want things to be changed, especially at the pro level, uh, you need to start and teach them young, as they say. 
uh, how have you witnessed throughout this season specifically uh, ad- adaptations being made? Is that flag, that roughing the passer flag, or those uh, helmet-to-helmet contact flags being thrown a lot? Or have programs done a good job adapting, uh, making the necessary adjustments, and tackles are, are clean and by the rule book? Uh, both. Um, and there's a lot of emphasis on how to tackle. There's a lot more limited contact allowed. Um, you know, most of the concussions over the decades have happened in practice because there's more practice days than there are game days. So there's a lot of, and, and that's been cleaned up. I've seen, I'm, con- you know, we got a lot of good officials in this refer and, and referees and officials in the sack walking section. It's a tough job. It's a bang, bang sport at every level. I mean, some of these high school kids are just ballistically fast and strong, but it seems like, Anytime there's a hard collision hit, there's a flag. And then you could see that also in the NFL and college. And tonight there was one, and it looked like a very clear play. And then there were access Sacramento was there, so we saw the replay. The referees conferred, waved it off. So that's terrific officiating there because I'm, you're going to get some hard hits. You're going to – Demarcus Ross is a Sacramento B player of the year candidate, uh, not named Nagata, from Capital Christian. And he blew up a guy on a play, and it was clean – according to the video, but he was flagged for targeting and was ejected. Wow. Meaning he had to set up the following game. He's terrific running back, linebacker, not a dirty player. They had an appeal. Those appeals never work, but the video was so strong that he won the appeal. So, um, so it's good that, uh, that, the, you know, if it's a, if it's a late hit or two, you know, to the head or anything, you have to be penalized. But if it's a, if it's a snap decision and you have other referees who can confer, or have an appeal, I think that's excellent. So that's, uh, that's a positive on both ends. Joe, you know as well as I that we live in a, a world of social media currently, and we can have access to videos, updates, highlights from all over the world. Uh, and we, at least myself, gr- have grown up on seeing those massive hits uh, all over ESPN or all over um, insert sports show here. If there's a big hit, somehow someone gets a hold of it. You'll find it on Twitter, social media, everywhere, TV. Uh, how have you seen that drop or have you seen that drop a little bit here uh, again at teaching kids how to do it young is it are you getting the sense that young players now are not as interested as and in blowing somebody up to get on a highlight reel rather than making the smart tackle making the right play and ultimately winning the game well i think that the parents are more concerned than anything that's why they're not letting their kids come out for youth football or freshman or jv football uh, the numbers are down across the country uh, there's a lot of awareness of, of the concussions and what's happened in these lawsuits and some of these guys in terrible shape in, later in life and sometimes suicides. You know, we did a story in the Sacramento Bee, you know, more than a month ago on Jason Harrison, who UC Davis player, played a little bit in the NFL, uh, world-renowned hunter, uh, good friends with Donald Trump Jr., commit suicide because of all the CTE and concussions. That And that was even his personal diagnosis. So, um, yeah, there's – I think – Somebody wants to get a video clip on just making a play. And, you know, let's face it, guys, we're a society that likes violence in football. We, we all get excited when we see that kind of clip. We see that on, 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 a, on a video video clip, and we like to see it. And you can hear people going, ooh, whether it's youth football or high school or college. So um, that's a big part of it. But just trying to police it and ensure it's safe has is, is never been more of a priority uh, at any level. Joe, I love that you mentioned changing practice because I look back at some of the drills we used to do five days a week in practice, and looking back in 2018, it's just so stupid, and I can't believe they allowed us to do those things. 
But I, I, I just wanted to get that out there. I also wanted to ask you before we let you go, uh, and just you, you go as far as you want with this because you clearly know a lot more about it than me, but the situation at Del Campo with the coach, Mike Domino, who had to uh, step down after 15 years, uh, had to step down this last week. Yeah, and uh, great coach. Uh, Mark Billing, please covered him a bunch too for the B, and, and I've known him for years and did a drive along with him years ago, like in two, 1998 or 99 when he was a coach at Johnson High. He was a CHP sergeant. And he would, he would do graveyard shifts. I went on a drive along. So, you know, there's a guy who's had intensity in his life as a, as a, in the workforce. He once went to, he once went to practice with bullet fragments in his jaw. Um, and, you know, and, and he says, Hey, if I can make it to practice, then everybody's going to make it to practice. And that's a little crazy, but that was Mike. Um, <laughs> Just a bit. And exhausted, burned out, 59 years old. He was going to make this his last season anyways, made the playoffs 15 in the last 16 years, had a 10-0 regular season last year, the first time in school history, went 12-1, and lost to Granite Bay in a thrilling playoff game, graduated the house, and got off to an 0-6 start. And I think the parents were on his case, uh, which is ridiculous because yeah. his body of work is tremendous. And I'm working on a story about that. And even Folsom gets parental heat. And yeah. so does anybody because uh, that's, you know, these parents, it's a topic for another day, but parents have high ambition for their kids. But here's one thing in, in closing here. The coaches will tell you that a kid is really embarrassed, humiliated when he finds out that his parents approach the coach through email, phone call, or in a combative tone in any sort in person. Absolutely. Uh, so that's, uh, they try to keep that, you know, coaches will say, hey, parents you that we don't play you more or don't start you. I'm going to I'm going to let you know about it. You mm-hmm. need to know what's going on um, so we can clean this up or, or whatever. So, yeah, it's, it's not it's not boring at the high school level in any realm. That's for sure. Well, I look forward to reading that, Joe, as I do all your work, man. You are the best. Thank you so much for for your time, as always, man. You bet. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much, Joe. That is Joe Davidson of the Sacramento Bee. We'll have to have him on again. Well, we're going to have him on again next week as we have a a full two-hour show expected for you, which we're definitely excited about. And we'll get into more about that parent part because I think that's a very, very interesting part of youth sports that is kind of ugly and gets kind of ugly. It's ultimately about the players. It's what we care about. But any parent has strong expectations and desires for their kid. And it's rough to have to deal with those parents that sometimes live vicariously through their kid that want their kid to be successful so that they can somehow feel successful themselves. Uh, and as, as absurd of a, like as that sounds, yeah. it's very true and very prevalent. And coaches are the ones that have to bear the brunt of that. And he nailed it. Look, I luckily my parents very involved, loved watching me play. loved the teams I played on never overstepped that bound, but if they did, Oh my God, I would have been, absolutely just I would have crawled in the hole I would have quit the team and I would you, have been that embarrassed you were alignments you would have blocked them out of every got bit that of right. football action they could possibly get their hands into uh, we will take the break when we come back head coach uh, Eric Cavalier of Oak Ridge they are coming off of a big win against Whitney here tonight we'll chat about that with him plus more scores and we have to share with you the Stockton Honda game of the week vote up right now on khdk.com don't go anywhere another hour Friday night football coming up next <laughs> Friday night is football night. Big hits. Great plays. School spirit. All of that is on display and more all around Northern California. It's time for the Friday Night Football Show. Presented by Wingstop. Here are your hosts, Matt George and Charles D. Hamilton.
Welcome back into another hour of Friday night football here on Sports 1140 KHDK. This is your hub for all things high school football in the greater Sacramento area. Our thanks to Joe Davidson, who just joined us there a second ago. Uh, a lot of fun talking with him, and we're going to chat with him in more detail and have a lot more time with him next week. Uh, so looking forward to that one. Also, we added while uh, we were on the phone with Joe, we confirmed uh, that Mark Billingsley of the Sacramento Bee, who is covering the Delaro uh, Grant game tonight that had a brawl in it and came down to a one-point finish. Uh, he is going to be joining us along with Delaro head coach Jeff Walters, friend of the show. Uh, we'll be coming on here in just a little bit. Uh, but before that, Oak Ridge head coach Eric Cavalier is getting rung up right now by our uh, our producer and engineer in the other room, Chris Watkins. So we'll be chatting with him about Oak Ridge's win over the Whitney Wildcats. Before that, though, we have to share with you the voting that is up right now on KHDK.com for the Stockton Honda Game of the Week for next week. Every single year, I get another message, another email from our promotions team saying, we broke our record again. We broke our record again. We broke our record again. No different this week as so many of you fighting zebras out there at Lincoln uh, voted for your school to host the game of the week this week. Unfortunately, Lincoln could not get the job done. Rio Linda beating them 52-35. to We'll share more details about that game uh, later on in the show. But here are the five games that you can go to cagedk.com uh, right now, Chuck, uh, and, and vote. And we're oh. going to put our votes in because there's so many good games on here. We have Oakmont at Rio Linda. Dixon at Casa Roble, uh, River Valley, excuse me, at Wood Creek, Folsom at Grant, which should be an entertaining battle, mm. and then Granite Bay at Oak Ridge. So we're going to tell this head coach right now, head coach Eric Cavalier, to make sure that he gets in the ear of his students and his players and their families and everybody who calls himself an Oak Ridge Trojan fan uh, to make sure that Oak Ridge gets the opportunity to host next week's Stockton Honda Game of the Week. Can you get that done for us, coach? Welcome in. I'm here. How you doing? We are doing well, my friend. Your team is up for the chance to host our Stockton Honda Game of the Week next week as you guys take on Granite Bay. Uh, so be sure to make sure uh, you got your team, their families, everybody voting on KHDK.com for that one. But always easier to return home after a win on the road. And you guys got the job done here tonight against the Whitney Wildcats, 49-6. to A nice bounce-back performance after a rough uh, week last week against Del Oro. Uh, you and I chatted last week, and you you shared with me that you have a lot or you had a lot this week that you wanted your team to work on. Uh, how did they do this week in practice? And did you see the results that you wanted to see tonight against Whitney? Yeah, you know, we, we had a good week of practice. Our kids, uh, you know, they're very resilient. Um, they, they understand there's a lot of football left to be played, a lot of uh, goals um, that can still be achieved. And um, again, just had a great week of practice and, and, and a role, uh, a, a complete night tonight on the football field. It was nice. Coach, you guys got your first score late in the first quarter, but then ended up with a 49-6 to win. What kind of opened up? What did you guys figure out after that first quarter to where you were able to run away with it after that? Yeah, you know, um, really the, the key was uh, just getting the, the ball into, into the hands of our offense. Um, you know, credit to Whitney. They did a good job offensively um, in that first half of just controlling the football. Um, they kind of slowed down the pace of the game a little bit and uh, kind of controlled the, the, the clock quite a bit. Um, you know, they were able to move the ball down the field on us, but um, you know, as soon as we kind of got that ball into the red zone, our defense uh, was able to tighten up and, and get it back. So um, really the, the first half was about possessions for us. We just didn't have very many. And uh, you know, that's a credit to Whitney. They did a nice job of, of, of maintaining the possession of the football. 
by my count, quarterback Matt Jenner had four touchdowns tonight. Two of those went to Avant Jacobs. Is that what does that connection bring you? And then what do they bring you uh, separately, just as individual players as well? Yeah, you know Matt's a, a big, strong guy with a strong arm, um, and and he's a he's a fantastic quarterback, uh, pocket passer. Uh, you know, steps up in there and and, and can deliver. And uh, you know, Avanti's uh, one of the most explosive players on our team. Kind of a a quick type guy. We were able to get him um, in the back of the end zone um, on kind of a scramble play, kind of a, a you know an extended play scramble drill type of situation. Um, then we got him on another uh, touchdown on a seam um, where he's able to get the ball probably about 10 or 12 yards down the field and just kind of outrun the defense from there. Coach, Whitney has been reeling a little bit heading into this matchup, but you can't take any team in the SFL lightly. You and your uh, your program know that better than ever. Uh, coming off of last week's uh, really grudge match against uh, Del Oro, uh, how well did your defense perform tonight, and how proud were you of, of their effort holding Whitney to just six points, three shutout quarters in this one? Yeah, we we played. We definitely played, um, you know, better tonight. You know, and this, this is no um, dig at Whitney at all. They're 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 a really good young football team. Um, but you know, last week playing Del Oro was just a different different level of a, of, of opponent. And uh, you know, we've had two big games against some some big opponents this year. We just really haven't played well in either of those two uh, either of those two games. So that's definitely something we have to we have to get over that hump. I also saw Mitchell Anderson had some touchdowns tonight. Running game was going as well. Like you said, all facets of the game were working tonight. What exactly, and I ask every coach this because I'm a former lineman, what has the O-lineman been bringing to you this year? How, how, how are the big uglies doing? Yeah, you know, the, the, our offensive line really is the strength of our team. That's our most experienced group. We've got three seniors in that group um, that are returning starters. Um, you know, that's really the, that's where our football team starts. Um, it was nice for us. We were able to get uh, Jesse Jimenez. Was uh, he's been injured the last uh, four weeks, um, and we got him back tonight, which was which is real good. That helped a ton. Um, you know, he was able to open a couple holes up for Mitchell Anderson, and you know, Mitchell had uh, I think had three carries for about 100 yards tonight and two touchdowns. And you know, he just he doesn't need a lot of space, and and he's just another one of those um, you know big playmakers uh, that we need to get the ball into the hands to. It's great to hear that Mr. Jimenez is, is back and, uh, and healthy for you guys. Injuries are things that happen to every football team every single season. You never want to think about them and, and account for them and, and imagine that they can happen at the start of the season. But having depth is so important uh, for a good program and a good football team. Uh, but that also requires for your second string and third string guys to be working hard in practice and be ready to go when their number is called. Uh, you spoke about the resilience of your team earlier on, but can you talk a little bit about that second string and that third string, how hard those guys work in practice and so that when their number is called, when injuries do happen, that they're ready to, to pick up where, where you left off and, and keep the ball rolling? Yeah, you know, one of the things we, we try to instill into our players is that they prepare to be the starter, you know, and it doesn't matter if you're a second or third team guy. Um, when you're in the game, you know, the the responsibility of, of that job is on you. And, um, you know, I think our, my, my assistant coaches do, do an excellent job of preparing all the players. Um, and we've been very fortunate uh, when we've had, um, you know, guys like Jesse out, uh, you know, guys like Sean Gatson um, and Brandon Summers have been able to step up and uh, get some very valuable playing experience. You know, those guys got to play against Folsom and DeLauro. You know, I mean, those are two pretty good football um, teams for some young guys to get in and get some game experience. And it's only going to make them better and it's going to make us better. 
Oak Ridge head coach Eric Cavalier joining us. Coach, 21 points tonight for your team in the fourth quarter. I had a comfortable lead by the time the fourth quarter started, uh, but you never want to take anybody for granted, like I said earlier. Can you share a little bit about that, that stepping on the throat mentality, which you have to have uh, in high school football, uh, especially in a, a league as talented as the SFL? Yeah, you know, the, the 21 points in the fourth quarter, um, you know, you talk about depth. We, you know, at that point, we, we had subbed out, and uh, we, had, we got some other guys onto the field. Um, Mitchell Anderson had both of his uh, touchdowns in the fourth quarter, um, and Mitchell's coming back from an injury as well. He's been out the last two weeks, so it was good to get him back into the game. Um, and then we had a, uh, a punt return for a touchdown by uh, Mujad Samad um, as, a, as a backup punt returner. Our normal punt returner is Avant. Avanti Jacobs, um, you know, we kind of did the sub out thing and let uh, Mujahid get a punt return, and he ended up taking it back for a touchdown. It was very exciting. Awesome. Coach, is there – I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask. Is there – and I know it was late in the fourth quarter, but is there a play other than a kick return for a touchdown to get your team more fired up than than that? Yeah, no, that that was a big play for us, and we, we had another real big play um, – in the uh, third quarter, we had a fake punt tonight. Um, Bryce Law, our punter, nice. he's, he's probably the third or fourth fastest kid in our whole team, and we put the ball in his hands and on a on a fourth and long, and he was able to, to get a 20-yard run to extend a drive. That led to a touchdown. That was a, a real good turning point for us as well. Coach, last thing for you, and thank you again so much for taking the time. So glad we were able to uh, the schedule to have you on. You mentioned how much season is still left, and t- your only two losses have come against two very, very good teams uh, in Folsom and Del Loro. There is a good chance that you and your team could be meeting them again at some point here as we get the, uh, to the later points of the season and work our way into, uh, into playoff time. How do you keep your team focused and keep them encouraged? Is your unit and your squad hungry uh, to get back out there against those teams and prove, you know, you're not just going to walk all over us. We're ready to come back in and, and come back and get you. Yeah, you know, I had a real good meeting um, with the team uh, this week on um, Tuesday. I brought the team into my classroom, put up a graphic on the on the board that showed all of the um, basically the the Division One rankings as they sit right now. And um, I think it had Folsom at one, Monterey Trail at two, Oak Ridge at three, and Jesuit at four. Um, and going all the way down to the t- the twelfth team, and and just wanted the guys to realize, you know, what opportunity we still have in front of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of showed them what the bracket would look like, and hey, right now, you know, this would be our first game, this would be our second game. Um, if we were to get there, this would be our possible third game. Is you know, do you guys feel, you know, uh, you know, any of these teams included, you know, Granite Bay and Oak Grove, who we have coming up, you know, we kind of went game by game and said, is there anybody there you guys think? you know, that, that can stop us or that, that, that we can't beat, you know, and then it was just a, a good moment for the team to realize um, how much football we have left to play, what we have out in front of us and the opportunities we have um, in trying to get back to Sac State um, where, you know, very likely Folsom will be waiting. Coach, thank you again so much for uh, taking the time and coming on tonight. Always a pleasure to have you on. Congratulations on the win this evening. Hoping uh, and wishing you the best of luck next week against Granite Bay. Hopefully that'll be our Stockton Honda game of the week as long as you, the uh, you Oak Ridge Trojans out there go to khtk.com and vote right now. The voting is open, closes on Wednesday. So hopefully our team will be out there to watch and support in that game. And then we look forward to having you on uh, very, very soon, Coach, towards the end of the season. Hopefully we are talking about a potential uh, rematch with either Del Oro or Folsom uh, during the playoffs. Thank you again. Have a great night, and uh, congratulations again on the win. 
Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Have a good night. Thanks, Coach. That is head coach Eric Cavalier once again of Oak Ridge. We will take the break. Come back when we do. We have a scoreboard for you. Also, we'll share a little bit of the, the details from this Rio Linda Lincoln game. That was our Stockton Honda game of the week for this week. And then Del Oro head coach Jeff Walters is joining us once again. Del Oro, they just keep on winning, so we're going to keep on bringing Coach Walters back in. This might have been their toughest one of the year. And they still have Folsom coming very, very soon. This is Friday Night Football, Sports 1140 KHDK. Welcome back to Friday Night Football. As we have a little issue there with the rejoiner, but no problem. Chris is on it as we are working things out. Appreciate everybody tuning in. And our thanks uh, to Oak Ridge head coach Eric Cavalier. You are listening to Friday Night Football, brought to you by Wingstop here on Sports 1140 KHDK. Uh, We shared our California Family Fitness Player of the Week earlier on but uh, proud to say that we are going to be bringing that back and sharing that for you here uh, again in this hour in case you missed it because it was a good one that Chuck uh, presented that award to this week. Uh, We shared with you last segment the Stockton Honda Game of the Week vote, which you can go to right now, khdk.com, to vote on the five games that we have selected. Uh, And we have to get to our scoreboard here really quick, but before we do that and before we get to Delaro head coach Jeff Walters, I wanted to talk a little bit about our current Stockton Honda Game of the Week this week, Chuck, Uh, and that was Rio Linda at Lincoln. The Fighting Zebras winning the vote, and they hosted a very talented Rio Linda team. A high-scoring affair between these two teams, but Rio Linda would ultimately get the job done, 52-35 to the final. Entertaining game, though, here uh, in Week 9 of this high school football season. No doubt about it, and I just have to say, Fighting Zebras, hands down the best mascot in the nation, world maybe. Like I can't think of one better. Are the Zebras the GOAT? That that is, dude. That's Fighting so, zebras, that's so next level. Are. I can't even answer that. Yeah, that that really, is that is good. That's a brain breaker. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, so I personally have been to uh, when I was in high school. When I went to Wood Creek High School, uh, I went and saw a game at uh, at the Fighting Zebras Stadium. I don't know what the name of their field is. Uh, but great field out there. They always get a good atmosphere. So it doesn't surprise me at all that the Fighting Zebras did win uh, this week's. Uh, Stockton Honda game of the week vote. Unfortunately, they like I said, they couldn't get the job done, but speaking with our promotion staff that actually went out there uh, and, and were there for the environment, setting up a tent there, that they, they had a great time. We had a warm welcome from you Fighting Zebra fans, so thank you so much for that. And we've been speaking with them all season long, Chuck, and just so many fantastic atmospheres, and, and we've been sprinkled all over. We only had one repeat, uh, repeat in terms of location so yeah. far for a Stockton Honda game of the week, so these guys have been all over, and every single place they've gone to they've come back raving about how good the environment is the student sections are fantastic the parents are fantastic bands are great uh an awesome atmosphere just in this area in the sacramento area for high school football yeah it was 38 28 at halftime tonight lincoln was able to put up 35 in the end but i'm sorry lincoln was able to put up 35 i don't know if i said real linda real linda put up 14 in the second half lincoln only put up seven you know that's that's just how it goes, but Lincoln was game tonight and you know, just weren't, weren't able to get it done. But like you said, another great atmosphere, great time for, for our promotions team and, and for uh, Game of the Week, no question. Well, you can host the Game of the Week if you want. You, uh, go to KHDK.com. The five games available for vote right now. Voting closes on Wednesday. Granite Bay at Oak Ridge, Oakmont at Rio Linda, Dixon at Castle Roble, River Valley at Wood Creek, and Folsom at Grant. So if you're from Grant, Wood Creek, Castle Roble, Rio Linda, or Oak Ridge, 
Go right now and log Boat. in so you can get them on. Uh, we will get to our scoreboard here in just a little bit, but before we do that, excited to bring in head coach Jeff Walters, a friend of the show, and we're going to keep bringing this guy back and keep bringing him on as long as Del Oro keeps on winning. These Golden Eagles just continue to soar higher and higher as they are 8-0 and on the season now. The only issue that I had was that you had to schedule your bye week when I was out of town, Coach, so I right. was forced to not be here when you would come and bless the KHDK studio with you and your team, uh, your athletes' presence. Uh, very bummed that I missed out, but I heard you had a fantastic time here. Chuck is raving about it, uh, having you guys in, uh, and congratulations to your football team. Another gritty win tonight uh, against Grant, but these, these ones are the fun ones really to win and the ones that remind you that uh, you can't take any team lightly in the SFL. Yeah, no, for sure. It was a uh... It was a it was a great experience last week, and you know it was nice of uh, of Mr. Hamilton and crew to uh, give you permission to get married yeah, and nice uh, go on them. that vacation. Like, thank you. <laughs> Been waiting for uh, someone to give us credit for that, man. So the biggest mistake yeah. that I made was that I didn't have Chuck officiate my wedding, which was <laughs> no, a, no doubt a big a big mistake. But then I I when I heard that you guys were coming in, uh, and we had such great response also from the listeners to the KHDK listeners on the text line and everything. Uh, everybody was so yeah. happy to have you here. Awesome. Coach. Yeah, no, uh, no, go ahead. No, no, please. I mean, praise us. Keep praising <laughs> us, man. I'll, I'll listen to that no. all night. No, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, tonight, obviously, uh, um, like you were saying before, is it was, uh, it was a, a great game back and forth. You know, I uh, got to take my hat off to the uh, wonderful coaching staff and players over at Grant. It was a, it was an all out SFL, uh, you know, fight, um, you know, choose. A, I'd love to use a, a different term because I know we're going to talk about that, but uh but yeah, it was definitely a, a fun uh, back and forth uh, battle for uh, for definitely some bragging rights and uh, probably some playoff ramifications. I'm sure. Yes, and we will get to that. You are a smart man, as I've said. Uh, that voice of yours sounds like a coach who just coached a uh, 22-21 win. Uh, definitely, no doubt. <laughs> I can imagine uh, what you were saying and and uh, the yelling you were doing. But I wanted to bring up uh, Sheldon Condy, who yeah. we we've talked so much over the weeks and. He's been mentioned here or there, but he just seems very consistent. I see his name pop up just about every week with one big play, one touchdown, something like that. What what does he do to what does he bring to this team to, you know, hell, help you guys get to eight and zero? Absolutely. You know, he's uh he's our workhorse. Um you know, it's uh he's probably the most uh, tough, tenacious, five ten, hundred and eighty pound kid that you'll ever <laughs> see. You know, but uh it's not uncommon to see the kid running up the hill, uh over at Del Oro, you know, daily um, about 6 a.m. with a 45-pound weight um, just over his head. Um, so the kid is this uh, consummate worker, um, puts in his time, and, you know, it's amazing. We talk as a coaching staff. He has the ability to just squeeze through holes that just are not there um, and just make plays happen. Head coach uh, Jeff Walters joining us from the uh, 8-0 Del Oro Golden Eagles. And I've been following this game uh, on social media and online. I wish I could be there to watch some of these battles because they seem just so entertaining. I know, rough job that we have to come on the air and talk about it. Darn. Uh, But these, so from what I gathered, your defense deserves a hell of a lot of credit here tonight. Del Oro's offense has been so solid all year long, and rightfully so. We've been talking about them so much. But defensively, to, to get in this gritty grind battle, to put your offense in a position to win a very close game. Uh, Can you shed a little light on just the top-to-bottom defensive performance this evening? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, even to the point that our 
our game-winning touchdown drive actually came uh, on an interception um, that was picked off, and um, and uh, we were able to uh, get the ball, you know, in, in decent field position. So our drive was, I think, about a 46. I want to say it was about a 46-yard drive to win the game, and it was the defense once again that was making plays happen. Uh, Dante Parrison came out of nowhere and did what uh, what great players do and um, made a play and put us in a position to win the game. Coach, talking about the defense, I wanted to bring up a a, uh, a sequence, I guess you could say, where I guess your offense had a turnover late in the fourth quarter, but your defense mm-hmm. was able to get the stop and get the ball back for you guys, and there were ensuing yeah. uh, possessions going on, but how huge was that for you guys to be able to get the stop after a late turnover like that? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, we, we talk all the time about trying to play a team game as much as possible, and, you know, that's what that's what happened tonight. You know, uh, the haymakers weren't flying like they've <laughs> been flying uh, most of the season. Um, and so it was one of those uh, old fashioned um, type things where we uh, we just had to be patient and uh, stay the course and believe in ourselves. And, you know, the uh, like I said, the defense did a great job of, you know, not bending um, and not breaking in those moments and just kind of stiffening that, the you know, to not give anything up. Definitely. And uh, you mentioned the Dante Parison pick that you guys were able to score on the ensuing possession. But. I heard that yeah. was uh, also the sequence where where the the tussle happened, the the fight that happened uh, after the pick. Yeah. Uh, can you just shed some light on what happened? And I heard a couple players got sure. ejected, and who those players might be as well. Yeah, no, I'm. Uh, um, you know, basically, it's you know, in in one of these close battles, you know, sometimes uh, things get a little heated. Um, you know, play happened out of bounds. Uh, Dante got tackled out of bounds, um, and you know what what looked like a play that was over. Um, kind of turned into something else. Um, a grant player kind of, um, you know, was continuing the action. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, um, it just kind of, it, it kind of got a, a little, little chaotic. Um, I'm incredibly proud of our coaching staff and our team. Um, you know, we actually practiced that drill um, and we're, uh, we were actually able to execute it somewhat well. Um, all of our players took a knee on the sideline around uh, our one rally, rally point coach. Um, and our coaching staff did a great job of trying to get players off. Um, one of our players was uh, was issued his second unsportsmanlike penalty because mm-hmm. of it, um, and so that was actually why he was ejected, not necessarily for fighting, but for um, but for receiving a second unsportsmanlike penalty. Um, and then uh, another player uh, was a uh, was ejected because um, he was a mutual combatant mm-hmm. in it. Um, as far as the referee's perspective was concerned. Uh, and, you know, I think, the you know, kudos to the referee crew um, because they really tried to do a great job of getting everyone under control. Um, and actually, that was the moment that I got to meet uh, Coach Albergini. Um, and I, I actually, uh, I gave the man a hug and I said, I wish that this wasn't the uh, circumstance I got to meet you because it's an honor and privilege to be on the same field with you, sir. Um, and he giggled. He's like, it's an honor and privilege to meet you. And you know, we'll have to shake hands after the game. So, um, so like I said, I felt like uh, all the coaches and the players outside of that little 30 seconds of just, uh, you know, teenagers kind of losing their head. Um, I think that everybody handled it incredibly well. And, you know, I think it's going to be a growth point for both programs. That's awesome, Coach. It sounds like uh, as far as, of course, no one wants any of this to happen. I'm sure you're not happy with it, but it sounds more like sure. just something that happens in the heat of a physical game and not, you know, yeah. some – you know, rogue player just throwing a punch or anything. No, no. And like I said, I think it's, uh, like I said, I think it's going to be a growth thing 
or a point of growth for our program, um, and we're we're going to get better. Um, we actually talked this week uh, about adversity. That was our our uh, our big thought in our character um, in our character stuff. And so tonight we got to meet a little adversity, and uh, we talked so much about how in this day and age, when people have adversity, they splinter. Um, but we talked about whenever we have adversity, you need to pull a teammate tighter and look in their eyes and make them believe that, you know, this is the moment that, you know, great teams are made. Delaware head coach Jeff Walters joining us. Coach, I want to bring it back to the actual game of football. Yeah. I can only imagine what kind of confidence boost it is for your for your offense uh, when they have a, a uncharacteristically uh, difficult or, or hard night. Uh, all credit to Grant's defense, though. These Pacers, they don't mess around, and despite what their record may indicate, there's a reason why they're such a prestigious program. Uh, but no I doubt. can only imagine for you personally how much confidence it gives you when you still have a matchup against the Folsom Bulldogs coming that even on a night when your uh, your your de- uh, offense was a little bit slow and, and not 100% crisp and sharp that your defense was able to pick up the slack in the way that they did that's got to give you through the moon confidence absolutely you know um, you know they're, they're great kids um, but at the end of the day they're kids and so some nights are going to be a little better than others and so it's really just about getting them to love and support each other um, and so those are the things that we build on but it's a pretty exciting thing you know getting to watch our defense go out there and make plays um you know special teams has been awesome this year and so you know we believe um you know we're we're obviously trying to do a really really good job of not getting to week 10 before every uh before uh week 10 happens because we're going to have a really really tough battle against rockland next week um but definitely there's been a lot of people chirping in our ears about that week 10 matchup so we're just trying to stay the course and uh focus on the next one I always understand that uh, the coaching cliche that is the uh, one step at a time, Coach, uh, and I, yeah. I appreciate that. I Thank you for acknowledging, though, that that Week 10 matchup uh, is on the horizon, but obviously you cannot sure. get ahead of yourselves. Heading into this Rockland game, though, what kind of things, without giving away the, the secrets or anything like that or anything, any X's and O's yeah. in the playbook, what kind of things are you looking to focus on for this week of practice? We are undefeated, but we got to keep a level, level head like we're doing all week long. Uh, how do we make sure that we prepare as as well as you can for these Rockland Thunder team. Yeah, no, I mean, I think we uh, we obviously talk about the importance of the game. Um, the game's actually played in honor of uh, deceased uh, police officer Matt Redding. Um, so we actually um, have a longstanding rivalry with Rockland that's called the Battle for the Shield awesome. um, in honor of Matt Redding, who uh, tragically was killed um, in the line of duty uh, by a drunk driver. Um, so the game's actually played in his honor. So a lot of it is just really about honoring the game and our two communities um, and uh, the kids that have grown up playing with each other and, you know, obviously trying to trying to um, play play with as much class and um, as possible because of what a great cause that it is. Um, Rockland obviously has a great coaching staff. I got a lot of respect for Coach Benzel and Coach Adams over there and the rest of the crew. Um, and, you know, they're hungry. They're playing for their playoff lives right now. So for us, it's really about focusing on execution um, and uh, making sure that uh, we bring it on Friday night. Coach, I'm sure you saw this coming. You know I have to ask, how'd the O-line do tonight? How'd, how'd my big guys do up for hey, No, hey, the O-line, the O-line did a great job. Um, you know, I was actually uh, going to try to jump the gun on that because I know how much you love your O-line <laughs> for sure, and, and I love them to death as well. Um, you know, uh, they did a great job. Um, uh, we're going to be missing a couple of them next week, uh, just uh, due to some uh, due to some of the injuries and uh, some of the uh, 
extracurricular activity. So uh, it'll be a great opportunity, like you were talking with Coach Cavalier, uh, for the next man up to try to step in. Um, and that's just what what is so great about that offensive line group is, as as you know, um, you know they're a very very tight knit group, and you know you want to support them and. Uh, it's exciting that some other guys are going to get some opportunities next week to hopefully step up and um, prepare like starters, like Coach Cavalier was saying. Coach, uh, before we wrap up, I, I wanted to ask, I'm gra- uh, glad you brought, brought up Rockland's specific situation, how they're they're really competing and playing next week uh, for their playoff yeah. lives. Uh, I don't know how the, the saying goes exactly, but a, a caged bear or someone with their back against the wall fights as hard as possible. No uh, so there there has to be that, that concern with Rockland's really not going to go down without a fight. They're going to go down swinging. Uh, so yeah. do you have a, a different approach when you know a team has that kind of uh, win-or-die mentality? You know, I think I think we just uh, we're very honest with our kids, um, and we lay it on the line and explain exactly what the situation is, and we're going to go into the game having them understand that this is not a team to be taken lightly, um, because they do know that their season's on the line. Um, you know, and and they're going to come come out like crazy. It's also a rivalry game, so every rivalry game is is an added little bit. You know, you throw out the records when you're playing your your brother, um, and so that's the way I look at it. Is this is this is like that one-on-one basketball game in the backyard where both of you are going in bloody, you know? Um, so uh, that's the way I kind of look at it is uh, it's going to be a battle. Um, and, you know, uh, we're going to prepare our kids as best we can to, to make sure that we're successful. Coach, thank you so much for playing through injury and coming on and talking with us tonight, man. That, that yeah, voice, uh, no get, get some tea, some lozenges, man. Take care of that. And uh, we really appreciate yeah. it, man. Yeah. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. That is the head coach of the 8-0 Del Oro Golden Ooh. Eagles, Jeff Walters. You've heard him on this station a lot, and we will continue to bring him on Friday Night Football as long as those Golden Eagles keep, uh, keep winning, on man. going and keep on hugga-chugging until that Week 10 matchup. we got to find a way, if possible, uh, to get ourselves out there oh, for no that game or get some kind of feed, some kind of stream, something, because that has the makings of – Game of the year tenfold. That might be more interesting than most of the NFL matches. I was that locked into max preps tonight on this game. I mean, I, I'm always checking out Del Oro because you know they're what ranked number two, I think, in Sac B right now. But just this game was just a slugfest, and I was waiting for one of the teams to pull away. It never actually happened, but I was locked in, and yeah, would love to see a game. I you missed it, Matt, but when Coach was in here, I, I put in my application to be his get back coach, and uh, still waiting to hear. Uh, whether I got that or not, so we'll see. Your your salary expectations a bit too high. Yeah, a little high, you yeah. know, but but I'm worth it. Just I'm good. Just I'm a good get back coach. On good it. get back coach. Don't worry about it. I'll, I I offered to be his water boy, and he laughed and hung up. <laughs> so uh, that is a another great interview with head coach Jeff Walters. We appreciate him joining us here on Friday Night Football, presented to you by Wingstop. Before we go to break, though, as we have another guest joining us here to wrap up the show, uh, we are going to go through this scoreboard really quick. So Chris, fire up the bed in there. Let's run through some of these scores. Starting with a big win for Sonora at home, taking on Amador. That was 6-1 heading into this game. Sonora gets their fourth win of the season, 38-7. We just talked to their coach, Jeff Walters. Del Oro went into Grant, and Del Oro got the win, 22-21. Moving on to Modesto and Pittman. Pittman's undefeated. A grind of a game in this one. Pittman wins 21-10 over Modesto. Woodland Christian taking on Forest Hill. Woodland Christian gets the W, 45-8. Stag marches into Bear Creek and gets their fifth win of the year. They're 5-3 on the season after the 27-19 W. 
Franklin taking on Chavez. Chavez comes in, gets the big win, 66 to 18. Chavez 6 and 2. Franklin 1 and 7. Another undefeated alert. 8 and 0. Placer keeps it rolling over Oakmont. They are 45 and or they sorry, they won 45 and 20. They are now 8 and 0. <laughs> Vacaville at home taking on Golden Sierra. Vacaville gets the W. 77 to 19. Shutout alert. Mesa Verde gets their first win of the season beating Mira Loma 34 to nothing. Game of the week here. Lincoln taking on Rio Linda. Rio Linda comes in, gets the W. 52 to 35. Vintage with a vintage victory. Oof. Six and two on the season now as they beat Justin Siena 48 to six. Merced goes into Patterson. Merced gets the W 37 to six. Merced remains undefeated. Patterson five and four. Low scoring affair, a, a battle really between East Union and Sierra at Sierra, but Sierra gets the victory 16 to 13. Turlock taken on Enoch. Turlock goes in, gets the W 40 to 13. Rio Vista puts up 69 points. Nice. They're seven and one on the season, defeating Linden 69 to 27. Gregory at home taking on Downey. Downey comes in, gets the W in a close game, 20 to 14. Believe it or not, the Folsom Bulldogs won again. They're seven and one, seventh straight victory, nothing new there. They defeat Granite Bay 63-7. to That's a shocker. Somerville at home taking on the excellence of execution. Bret Hart, Somerville gets the W, 34 to zilch. Wanted to get to this one really quick, too, to wrap it up. Wood and Rodriguez. Wood getting the victory 42-20. to And got to sneak this one in as, as well as Ponderosa is now 6-2 and on the season, defeating Nevada Union 38-35. to Very entertaining game in that one. That will take us to the break. One more segment remaining. When we come back, we have more information from a different perspective on this fantastic Deloro uh game that you got to uh, to witness tonight if you were out there let us know as well you can text us 44 11 40 but the sacramento bees mark billingsley will be joining us right here next making his friday night football debut on khdk welcome to y'all played a great football game tonight a real good football game now back to more of the friday night football show presented by wingstop ready right Here's Matt George and Charles T. Hamilton. One segment remaining here on Friday Night Football presented to you by Wingstop. Can you believe we're in week nine, Chuck? I can't, Matt. I cannot. You cannot believe. I cannot. You got to believe. I can't even. It's good to believe. Uh, we are going to be joined and by a, uh, a new guest from the Sacramento Bee I'm making his uh, Friday Night Football debut as Mark Billingsley will be uh, getting on the phone here in just a second. Before we do that, though, uh, before we wrap up the show, one to make sure we revisit the California Family Fitness Player of the Week one more time, just in case you missed it earlier on. The Cal Fit Player of the Week award goes to Cal Fit Family. Wait, Cal Family Fit Player of the Week botched is. Jake Green of Colfax. He had the football cycle, as I say. Uh, as you know, in baseball, you hit a single, home run, double, triple. That's the that cycle. Sport? That's the cycle. Got it. Football, my man had a 92-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. That's pretty good. A 52-yard pick six. That's pretty a good. A 79-yard touchdown catch. Also good. And the 42 nothing win over Marysville. There were other, look, there were tons of worthy candidates this week. I mean, like some crazy numbers. But when you do it in all three phases, I can't ignore that. I cannot ignore that. That's why Jake Green from Colfax 
is your Cal Family Fit Player of the Week. Colfax continues to be undefeated because of performances from their roster like what Mr. Green turned in. Congratulations to him. Uh, He did about as well of a job as the Sacramento Bee does every single week covering high school football. And we always have Joe Davidson on, uh, and he's such a fantastic guy. But believe it or not, he's not a superhero. He can't cover everything in this area. That's why he has great staff members and friends like Mark Billingsley. Uh, and, And you heard Joe introduce Mark and talk about Mark specifically at the beginning of our interview earlier today uh, and we just had to get him on because he was at this Del Oro game we heard from Jeff Walters and from the Golden Eagle perspective as they got the the victory 22 to 21 over Grant Uh, but Mark was at the game and he's kind enough to make his Friday night football debut here with us Mark my name is Matt George also joined by Charles D. Hamilton thank you so much for being willing to take the time this late at night my man Uh, you were at this game seemed like a wild one Joe called it the game of the year uh, well, I mean, it's definitely uh, the most exciting game I've seen all year. Mm-hmm. I've been working uh, uh, every Friday, as as Joe has as well. Uh, I've known Joe for 35 years now, so we're we're best friends. So uh, we kind of tag team the, uh, the the high school football uh, coverage. It's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I taught Joe everything he knows about uh, high school sports. And, I knew uh, it. Out of boy, Mark. Uh, that's not true. I, I taught him everything he knows on the basketball court. Hey, you know, there you I go. Barely even dribbled before before I met him. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, the game tonight was uh, was great. I mean, it, it was kind of setting up as Grant had nothing really to lose. It, you know, coming in four and three, and they're really super young. They they start four sophomores. Uh, they have a bunch of juniors. Uh, they you know they're going to be really good next year, uh, especially as this this team matures and 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 kind of figures out who they are and what. What it's like to be a, a varsity football player on a program, the story is Grant, and what that means, how you conduct yourself on and off the field. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure with the, with the brawl, everyone's going to be pointing fingers at each other. Um, and Albie will, uh, Coach Albie, Mike Albergini will, will talk to his, his players as soon as possible about, you know, that's not what we want to do. And as, as well as Walters, as he mentioned too in your interview earlier, that, you know, it's just kind of an unfortunate thing that, that happened, but. Uh, it's a, it is a learning experience. It, it is a character builder, and uh, I think both teams will do that. Mark, the yeah, the, you mentioned the the brawl, scuffle, whatever. We'll we'll get the headline, so to speak. But the game ended a little odd, from what I hear. What exactly happened at the end of the game to where? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll just let you take it because I can't even get close to explaining it. Well, this is this is kind of points back to the youth of, of this team. Even though Xavier Johnson, their 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 quarterback, is a senior. Uh, he scores the, uh, uh, the what what might have been the go ahead touchdown if they if they would have uh, came up with a two point conversion. Uh, he's a senior, but he's a senior on a team that's that's uh, not nearly at the level that Grant's used to being. So I mean, they missed the playoffs for the first time in geez, I don't know, 26 years I think it was last year. They went four and six um, when he was a junior. Now he's a senior. He's looked to look to be one of the leaders. He should know that Albie's always going to coach Alice, always going to go for two points in a game like this, uh, especially when they were expected to win. They're at home. They're not going to kick a PAT to tie, tie it up and go into overtime. Why? There's no playoff implications necessarily. There's no league championship on the line at this point in the season. You know, and I even tweeted at the time, so there's absolutely no way Coach Alice is going to, going to go for, for two, uh, anything other than two. But Xavier Johnson's all the way down on the bench, and he said – I talked to Al, Coach Al after the game. I said, what the heck was Xavier thinking? He says, he told us that he thought we were, he heard PAT. So Johnson, consequently, has to sprint out to the field as the team was lining up for the two-pointer, but they don't have their quarterback on the, on the field. 
they don't get he doesn't get there on, on time. They, they get a delayed game penalty, backs him up to the seven. Obviously, you, you know you're going for two. Uh, you got that's almost impossible. Uh, certainly much tougher. They elect to go for the PAT. They uh, they have the uh, the program's first ever female uh, player. Jordan Davis, uh, who was a junior, she's a, a, a star soccer player for for Grant. She the, earlier hit a 26-yard field goal to put them up 15-14. Could have been the hero. Um, uh, so they, she trots out there to kick the uh, what would have been a what, seven 17-yard uh, or field goal PAT uh, to knot it up, and she blinks one off the right upright, and no good. Grant, or, uh, Grant loses, Delora wins, however you want to look at it, 22-21. And, uh, you know, it just it just speaks to the youth, kind of where the program is. Uh, there's so many opportunities that Grant had to actually get that upset. Uh, Delora's got to feel real good, especially being number two ranked, uh, to get out of there with, uh, with a victory and stay uh, undefeated. Uh, Mark, that was perfect. I, you basically covered every question I had. I have no follow-ups now, but <laughs> but no, the you, you mentioned their field goal kicker, and that's something I noticed as well because I know in high school football you can't really rely on your kicker. So seeing that they, or at least as as much as you can in college and pros, et cetera, so seeing that she kicked that 25-yarder to put them up 15-14 surprised me, and then now hearing that, you know, the the tough – Boink off the top, the 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 upright. That that's got to be rough. Has yeah, she been right solid right. this year as 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 a kicker? Well, she's she's mostly kicked the PATs. She has, uh-huh. as far as I know, she hasn't kicked the any field goals. Alvy will pretty much go for, uh, you know, he'll go for inside, and you know, if he senses a, a chance to go for the juggler. And, and to be honest, you know, they've they've been they've been in their losses. They've been beaten pretty good. Uh, so there's probably not too many field goal opportunities. And you know, trying to get back in the game, you're not going to take a field goal to go down 17 as opposed yeah, to yeah. You, know, you know go no, we're only down 14. Definitely. So he's yeah he's I bet you she hasn't had that many opportunities to kick field goals. Not that he's worried about that. They've never really had any uh, you know stud kickers. Certainly no scholarship uh, yeah. athletes like like that. They, they've never really needed them. Uh, you know Grant's always been the one that's uh, running clock people. So. Uh, they're kind of in a, in a weird spot right now, but it looks like uh, Albion is uh, 50th year as a coach there. He's, I think he's been the coach, the football coach. I mean, he's he coached baseball and, and other sports. It's 50th year in coaching sports, I should say, not just football. I think it's his 20 – I'm trying to do the math here real quick, top of my mind. I think it's his 27th, 28th year as, a, as a, the football coach, a head football coach. Uh, you know, but he's got over 260 victories, and, and he's never really had to, to rely on a kicker. But the, the fact is, I didn't even know they had a female kicker until I got there early and, and talked to Brian Bear, who's a uh, fabulous photographer. He used to work for the Bee. Now he just freelances for us, as I do. I worked for the Bee for almost 20 years. But um, uh, so he mentioned that they had a, uh, a female kicker. I said, "Well, that's that's odd." So I, I was talking to Coach Al before the game about her. Uh, not really thinking that she'd be part of the game necessarily, but you know, if you never know if it's a blowout, you can throw that kind of tidbit into the in the story. And you tell, told me about how she really is only used on on uh, on PATs. He doesn't even want her out there for for kickoffs, even though she has a, a fantastic leg and can mm-hmm. do it. He says, I don't want her to get blown up, yeah, and and hurt because she's a, a possible scholarship soccer player. One, two, you know, it's just it just he doesn't want that guilt to be placed on another player from the opposing team that you know yeah i blew up a, a female kicker on a you know kick return or something so 
uh, the plan was just to have her do PATs, and then here she is almost uh, the, the heroine of the, of the game, kicking a 26-yard field goal that was could have gone 35 yards, 36 yards. It was, it was a great kick for the field goal, but then, man, the, the bonk it. It was just, oof, just a total turn of events. Final thing for you, Mark, and I apologize we have to rush you a little bit because we are up against it about to wrap up, but uh, we wanted to get your perspective on the the brawl and the fight that went down in this game. We got head coach Jeff Walter's perspective, uh, but what was your thoughts and what did you see how everything went down and and who really was, I guess, to blame for this incident? Well, you know, it's it's really hard to to assign blame on that. I didn't see it as on the sidelines. I, I was listening to the interview. I didn't see the the scuffle take place outside the field. Um, that, but then again, I was on the far side of the field. That would have happened right in front of Jeff. So I'll, I'll defer to his his eyesight as opposed to mine uh, up in the press box on the other side of the field. But you know, it was already getting chippy. Uh, Grant was. Uh, if they would have scored again, they they would have you know had the momentum. They would have had Del Oro kind of you know just looped. You know, going what the heck's going on here. Uh, Xavier throws that pick. Harrison uh, stepped in front of it. It was a, a great pick. Uh, returns it about uh, roughly 20 yards, I think it was, and then you know gets down on his sideline, and then it just the uh, Donnie Brooks started. Uh, you know, as far as brawls go, I've, I've seen even on a high school level, I've seen much worse. Um, so you know, on a scale of one to ten, I'd rate it maybe a five, six at the most. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen just really ugly things happen, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of surprised more people weren't thrown out because there was a, a couple of guys that I noticed from, from Grant that, that actually left the bench. Um, if they would have been seen by some of the officials, they, they probably would have been ejected. You just can't do that. Um, it, I, I heard Walters talk about, uh, you know, taking the knee. You know, they practiced that. Uh, and you notice that right away. Deloro was, was um, calm, cool, and collected. They they were on the other side of their bench on knee. Uh, Grant was a little little more animated on that, and people were, you know. But, but also Grant's uh, assistant coaches did a good job, too, of, of roping as many people as they could and got, got them back on their sidelines. And the, the officials, I think, Jeff, I think Jeff was right. They, they did a pretty good job of, of taking control. They conferred for a couple of minutes. They, they brought both coaches out to, the, to midfield. That's when Jeff uh, shook his hand. Uh, they both shook hands, and then uh, they returned, talked to the, addressed their teams, and and uh, as far as I saw, there wasn't any more uh, chippiness going on after that. So, yeah, I mean, game of the year, that, that's a little tough, but uh, certainly it was a lot of excitement, and, uh, you know, you're kind of expecting a young Grant team to, to maybe stay within two scores or so and, and, and just kind of grow and and, uh, and make a good showing for themselves. But uh, Del Oro was lucky to escape with a victory, no doubt. Mark, we got to spend more time with you, so we're going to try and do as best as we can to schedule for you uh, next week, no matter where you are at, so we can uh, get you back on and dive into more games uh, around the the SFL and around the uh, greater Sacramento area in more detail. Thank you for coming on literally on such short notice here tonight. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time, being a part uh, of not just this Friday night football episode, but of the Sacramento Bee doing such a good job covering high school football in this area. Uh, we appreciate it. Everybody in the area appreciate it, so thank you so much uh, for all the work that you do. We will definitely have you back on in the very near future. Well, you know, Joe schedules me every week, so talking smack <laughs> about his basketball skills, he'll probably send me to Escalon or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll make sure he schedules you close, and, and uh, we can get you right back on, and then we'll uh, we'll dive into his basketball skills even in more detail, and there's nothing he can do to stop us. How about that? <laughs>
<laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, gentlemen. Have Thanks, a great Mark. weekend. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. That Bye-bye. is from the Sacramento Bee, one of the many gurus that they have down there for high school football. Mark Billingsley joining us. We will definitely have him on back next week. Speaking of next week, Another week has come and gone of the Friday Night Football Show. We are already over, but you don't care. You love this show so much you can listen to us all night long. We wish we could do it, but we got to go. Thank you so much for listening to Friday Night Football. Brought to you by Wingstop. Head to KHDK.com right now for the full scoreboard. Also, you can vote on the Stockton Honda Game of the Week. Check out the CalFit Player of the Week. There's so much to do on KHDK.com. You can spend a year over there. That's Charles T. Hamilton. Thanks to Chris Watkins. My name is Matt George. Have yourself a great night, and we'll talk to you next week on Friday Night Football.